Now the fun begins. Welcome back to another episode of the Game Pass Gamecast, your weekly go-to podcast for all things Xbox, Xbox Game Pass, and of course PC gaming, including news, rumors, and conversation around them damn good video games. You can catch new episodes of the show when they drop each and every Friday morning on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all other major podcast services. So, of course, like I say every week, be sure to subscribe to us, rate us, review us, all that jazz. However you interact with the podcast, make sure we're doing that with us yeah we would appreciate it um and uh if we're not on a platform that you normally listen to let me know i'll get us on there um and follow us on twitter at gpgc podcast stay up to date with everything regarding the show video games like and our dope giveaways i'm your host as always travis white aka travelist on most internet platforms joining me as always myself <laughs> um yeah if you listened to the show last week uh if not i will i guess fill you in again um Last week and this week are two episodes that it's just going to be me. Um, it just so happens that the stars aligned and Mike is on vacation and I am on my honeymoon currently right now. If you're listening to this when it comes out. Um, so, yeah, I will be I should be actually I'm coming back the weekend. This releases is the weekend I'm coming home. So the following episode after this one, it'll be back to normal. But um, with both of us on it. But yeah, uh, last week and this week, uh just it just for some reason the stars aligned and it just wouldn't work um normally like i said too uh last week normally i take my equipment with me to record you know my laptop uh headphones mic everything like that uh just to make sure i'm able to record remotely if we need to um but this time I'm not doing it since it's my honeymoon. Um, I uh, trying to get everything ahead done ahead of time, get it out there. Um, just kind of check in with you guys. Uh, it'll probably be a shorter episode, um, so apologies to everyone uh, who usually likes. You know, I, I get the memos. You know, and we do get some people. You know, hey, this is a little long in the tooth, or you know, yada yada. But majority is you know, anytime we've gotten quote unquote complaints about the show, it's usually like hey it's too short <laughs> like we didn't we only went an hour this time or something like that so uh unfortunately it's probably going to be a little bit shorter of an episode in nature just for the sole fact it's just me <laughs> um but anywho uh ne- next week mike will be back i'll be back be back to normal so strap in and enjoy um so with that being said, I can't really talk about what I've played because <laughs> um, technically this is past Travis, who hasn't been on the plane yet, hasn't played Stray, hasn't played the number of games that I have loaded up on my Steam Deck to uh, you know handle all these flights and you know days at sea and things like that. Um, so I can't really talk about what I've played because it'd be the same exact thing as last week because. I'm technically recording this 12 hours later after I record the last one. Um, so yeah, I uh, n- can't really say anything out of or too crazy has happened in those 12 hours besides me installing stuff on my Steam Deck. Um, but yeah, I, and while I can't talk about what I have played, 
uh, because I just haven't played it yet. Um, I'll talk about, I can talk about what I'm going to play. Um, so I've loaded up on my Steam Deck for my trip. Stray, of course. I talked about that last week that I'm super excited to play Stray. I've been holding off on that because I'm like, this seems like it's going to be the perfect playing game um, that I can load up on my Steam Deck. We have about, I think it's like seven hours there, something like that. I think in total between our, we have a, like a one hour flight from Pittsburgh to Newark and then a connect, like a connecting flight of it and then Newark to Iceland after that. So, and that's the big one. I think it's like five and a half hours or something like that. So around seven hours of flight time there, uh, but it is longer on the way back since we're flying back from London and it's a direct flight. So yeah, it'll be, I'll have a lot of plane time, but I figured that'll be the first one I tackle because I've been wanting to hold that off. I'm like, that seems like a perfect Steam Deck game. So I haven't installed it on my PC or played it yet, yada yada. So I'm excited to get in and play that whenever uh, I wrap or whenever I wrap up everything here, get on the plane and relax on the way to going on my honeymoon. Um, I also installed Jedi Fallen Order, as you well know, if you have been listening to the show for a long time, we've been doing the show for consistently for three years straight. Um 2019 the year it came out yeah I'm, I'm getting up there you know long in the tooth i'm starting to get starting to get old my memory is insane um 2019 my game of the year that year um and i believe overall with the votes it ended up being the show's game of the year um to me is the best piece of star wars material we've gotten or one of the, i should say one of them at the time it, let's put it this way at the time given what was going on with rise of skywalker and you know, everything like that, it was easily the best video game we've gotten in the Star Wars universe in a long time. And it was up there in the running with some of the best Star Wars material in general. Um, as a big fan of Star Wars, I mean, it was everything I wanted from a Star Wars video game. Um, but I haven't gone back and replayed it since I went in. I'll be honest, I played it on PS, uh, on PlayStation just so I can get the Platinum Trophy because I knew I'd want to just do everything in this game, uh, which I did. And surprisingly easy Platinum for those of you who do play on PlayStation as well. Um, but I haven't gone back to it because I have it, or it's on Game Pass. I wanted to, you know, play it on my Series X, try that out. Because um, last time I played it was on um was on last-gen hardware. So, and granted, I played on a PS4 Pro, so looked great, you know, still, um, just as it would on an Xbox One X at the time. Um, but I also did, um, I picked it up on PC, uh, and I've been kind of like, you know what? I think the PC's the way to play this game again. Uh, and now, obviously, with the Steam Deck, yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, that's the one thing I love about the Steam Deck. It's... If the PlayStation Vita crawled so the Nintendo Switch could walk, the Nintendo Switch walked so the Steam Deck could run. Um, and that's to the extent of, sure, it's a little bulky. That's okay. That doesn't bug me. It's lightweight. It's not heavy, but it's just a little bulky. That's pretty much its biggest downfall in the battery life. But any handheld that's pushing out modern games um, that you know aren't really especially the Steam Deck isn't really necessarily cutting too many corners. Um, you know, you got to expect that it needs a you know hefty PSU to make it run to some degree. So I'm getting somewhere between, you know, three to five hours, depending on 
what game. And obviously, there's more than that. If I'm playing something like Stardew Valley or something, you know, very light, I'll probably get more than five hours. Um, you know, but if I'm playing something intensive like Red Dead Two, yeah, I'm probably gonna get, you know, around three hours max out of that on a charge. Um, so it all obviously depends. But um, to me, man, there is this piece of hardware is so impressive for the form factor it comes in. Um, I really think that having the ability to take my, how many games do I have? Almost 350 games on my Steam library. I've amassed over 10 years or whatever. Um, you know, that I'm able to take pretty much all of those on the go with me and play what, you know, whatever I want on there, whenever I want. Um, it makes my library more valuable. It makes my time. Granted, I, you know, probably play primarily on PC at this point. Um, but <clears throat> in general, like, it's great to be able to take that just... It, it has that factor that the Switch has, obviously. Hey, I can dock I play it on. I, you know, I can play it in my standard format. Or, hey, I want to go on the... I want to just take it on the go. Boom, it's ready to go. Um, and it has that... Uh, but obviously with, you know, more more of a uh, solidified cloud. <clears throat> Sorry, I got a frog in my throat. Solidified um, cloud safe system, uh, much better than the Switch. Um, the technology and support from Valve, obviously, who is a flag bearer in, in the standard setter for the most part in, you know, online gaming and um, the ability to have online infrastructure and, you know, obviously with the... <laughs> Megalodon that Steam is, um, and uh, the Steam Store and everything like that. So it just this system really, really has impressed me. You know, it it really has gone met my expectations and more so far. To say at least it's early still. Obviously, it's not my f main form of gaming, but it's nice to just be able to throw my Steam Deck in my backpack when I go to work or when I. You know, we're like this, we're going on trips, you know, it's, it's just going to be so easy to take everything I'm playing with me and just instantly the, the, you know, the cloud saves are synced as long as there's an internet connection, boom, done. You know, it's, it's just very simple. It's very seamless as well. So anywho, that's pretty much what I ha am planning to play. Well, I talked about two games, but uh, also the Batman Arkham games. I wanted to kind of dip my toe into those a little bit. Um, I do have multi multiverses installed, but I'm probably not going to be playing a lot of that because I would want to play it online. Um, and then also, too, I had to install, you know, obviously the classics or, you know, my no, I shouldn't say classic, but like my standard rotations of RPGs, The Witcher 3, Fallout, uh, Elf Scrolls. Um, and then I also installed RE2 Remake, Resident Evil 2 Remake. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that might be a good one on the Steam Deck. So um, obviously a game I played, you know, when it came out in, in the past, you know, and it's fucking fantastic. So I'm excited to maybe try that out as well. But anywho, enough about my games. Let's get into the show this week. And one topic I wanted to kind of talk about, old news probably at this point, but I am interested, given the, obviously, the landscape of what's going on right now um, and the pretty much arms race that we're seeing in with studio acquisitions and whatnot, within the gaming landscape, especially at the large scale, you know, AAA with, you know, 
having these hardware publishers for the most part, you know, it's Sony and PlayStation kind of or <laughs> Sony and Microsoft going and trying to gobble up some of these bigger ent- or these bigger, you know, AAA entities and kind of put them under their, you know, into their portfolio. But I think now that we've had the Activision Blizzard acquisition or, you know, that it's going to happen and all signs point to yes, this is, you know, approved and everything, you're good to go. So but since then, it really has kind of shown like anything is possible. Anything, anything, anything is possible. Um, and with that being said, EA is even making it known that, hey, you know, we're not, you know, anything's possible kind of thing. Uh, this comes from Rebecca Valentine over at IGN. She has a great write up over there uh, about some comments made by EA. Um, and their EA CEO respond, responds to an acquisition rumor saying, quote, we couldn't be in a stronger position as a standalone company. Like I said, by Rebecca Valentine over at IGN, link will be in the description. With the finalization of Activision Blizzard's acquisition by Microsoft Imminent, EA is on the cusp of taking its place as the largest major standalone developer and publisher in the industry. Which, of course, has sparked plenty of questions about whether or not EA itself might one day be acquired. One of those rumors cropped up last May in a Puck report that revealed EA had been approached by Comcast CEO Brian Roberts about a potential acquisition, but it fell apart due to disagreements over price and structure. Though EA has repeatedly declined to comment on rumors and speculation, uh, quote-unquote, that is, CEO Andrew Wilson did answer a question on the subject of acquisitions during today's Q1 earnings call, reiterated or reiterating that he didn't think the publisher could, quote, be in a stronger position as a standalone company. Quote, our objective is always to take care of our people, our players, and our shareholders, he continued. Should there ever be a way for us to do that differently than the way that we are doing it today, I, of course, have to be open to that. But I would tell you today that we feel very, very confident and excited for our future. It was indeed a successful quarter for EA, with FIFA 20, or FIFA F1 Formula One 22 sales up double digits compared to Formula One last year, and overall net revenue of 1.78 billion up from 1.55 billion year over year, largely driven by live service games, which now represents over 70% of its business for the last 12 months. And unlike a number of its fellows, it doesn't seem to have been overly overtly interpacted overly, I'm sorry, impacted by delays, or at least not a pile of public-facing ones. In fact, its next three quarters are looking fairly promising. Between the Dead Space remake, all of the usual sports games, Super Mega Be- uh, Baseball, and two other unannounced games coming in early 2023. It's worth, note- or it's worth noting, however, that this is the sort of boilerplate statement that pretty much every CEO has made regarding acquisitions of late. Ubisoft has said as much, and so is Take-Two. Statements like this when confronted with or statements like this when confronted with acquisition questions are pretty standard as they both keep, as they both keep the CEO from actually lying if an acquisition is being discussed but also don't invite too much speculation given the numerous legal and business reasons executives or why executives can't confirm or deny until the deal is almost done. You got to bear with me a little bit. I'm recording this in the morning and <laughs> I've only been up for a little bit, still drinking my coffee uh, just to make it happen this week because of all the traveling and whatnot. So bear with me a little bit. My reading isn't <laughs> super up there. It, same with my mind. I can't super up there. That's not a anywho. Continuing. 
What's more, companies like EA are, cons are constantly discussing acquisitions, both in terms of what they might want to acquire and whether or not they could be acquired. Conversations have happened multiple times a year. They just usually fall through because the two sides, more often than not, can't fully agree on a deal that works for both of them. Will EA one day be acquired? Maybe, maybe not. What's certain is that it will likely continue to be approached with offers while also making offers of its own. And with Activision Blizzard snapped up, EA is one of is in one of the best positions in the industry to either refuse, uh, refuse deals or cut an extremely lucrative one. So there have obviously there have been rumblings, rumors, you know what I mean, um, regarding EA and acquisitions and everything like that over you know the past couple of years. I mean, we even said too, you know, we brought it up on the show. I want to say it was in either late twenty nineteen earlier in 2020 something like that it was before the bethesda deal that um we had you know a rumor came across our our desk you know and we talked about on the show a little bit that the potential of microsoft being interested in acquiring ea and us even then being like that <laughs> that's crazy to think about like a publisher of that big ea who is this monolith of you know just Everything in the games industry that is AAA, you know, gaming on all platforms kind of th like they're just such a presence in such a large own such a large market space in so many different areas like that would just be ridiculous to think that they're being acquired by one person <laughs> um, or I should say one entity that is. But uh, it is funny to kind of look back on that now after not only the acquisition of Bethesda by Microsoft, but also the acquisition of uh you know, more so Activision and Blizzard by Microsoft, um, you know, and also to, you know, Bungie by Sony and whatnot. But it's crazy to think that that rumor was probably true. Like that probably was, there probably were conversations of, hey, what does an acquisition, what does a deal to purchase EA look like? What does, you know, or EA even saying, I think it was, I think if I remember correctly, I'll have to look it up, um, but it was Microsoft approaching EA to say, hey, we're interested in an acquisition um, or interested in acquiring you. What's that look like? And it may not have went anywhere, but it definitely really, to me, signifies that, hey, yeah, this this was happening kind of thing. So it's interesting to think about kind of what the landscape looks moving forward uh, in terms of something like or a pillar like EA getting acquired because they really are between them and Ubisoft and take two, obviously, too. But EA is such a they're just such a well-known like I put EA and Ubisoft more so in the kind of limelight of, you know, when you think like not the take two obviously isn't, but like when I think of take two. Yes, I think of, you know, 2K and Borderlands and things like, like, games like those. And not that I don't think that, you know, not that I don't think that people think of those right off the bat, but it's, I think more people obviously resonate with EA just given, and Ubisoft too, but especially EA given how many different pockets of the industry and the consumer base they fit into. Sports. Uh, live service shooters, um, uh, single player action adventure titles, you know, 
they have these pocket racing titles. They're, they have pockets all over the place that they fit in. And I think somebody of that magnitude really only potentially rivaled by a Ubisoft, but even then Ubisoft doesn't have the foothold in you know sports titles or anything like that. Um, it's really, really fascinating to think of what a deal looks like now. Because a deal now, I don't want to say, oh, it's likely or whatever, but it is a very, very real possibility that EA, within the next five years, is bought by somebody. Um, I think that is a very real, plausible thing that could happen. Um, I agree, actually, which is weird. I don't always agree with EA, to say the least. Um, But I do agree with EA that they are really kind of in the driver's seat right now and really couldn't be in a better position right now. And sure, they still have, you know, their issues that they're going to have regarding, um, you know, uh, monetization models and, you know, especially with sports titles and, you know, FIFA and whatnot. But, you know, it's pulling up the EA titles for the next year. Um, Let's see. Game development. No, that's not what I want. Damn it. Why can't I find it? Let's see. Maybe they'll have it under just their wiki. Uh, list of electronic arts games, 2010 to present. Here we go. Okay. So, um, But just thinking about like how much they have coming up, where those pockets fit that, you know, I just look at that and I'm like, there's no way that they're not in the driver's seat right now in you look at it, you know, where Activision is, where Blizzard is, where even Ubisoft is, the fire that's facing. For once, EA isn't the one besides, I would say besides the tweet about the single player stuff, which I, I get what they were trying to do. It was a fucking horrible, horrible joke to make. Like, not it's not offensive, but, like, it's a horrible joke to make because it makes you just look fucking bad. Like, there's no way, no reality in which that, in which that joke actually hits about single-player games. But remove that. Realistically, EA has been on kind of a run in, with how they've been, I would say... How do I want to put this? I think they've been on a run in terms of how what they've done and what they've produced, what their development studios have developed, really has been connecting with the audience in a way that I don't think in years past we've seen. You're always going to have the FIFAs, the Maddens, the NHLs. Those will always sell what they sell, especially FIFA and Madden. Those will always, no matter what, people just blindly buy that game because it's just, it's the newest Madden, it's the newest FIFA, it's just a roster update. That's why people are buying them realistically. And we've gone into that multiple times on the show of, you know, well, what's the future of games look, or sports games look like? I mean, to me, it is, I'd much rather, I would probably be more open to playing or buying a Madden title or a FIFA title, or I'm somebody who grew up playing hockey, like, I used to love playing NHL games. And I actually, like, 
actually recently, I take that back. That one thing I have played that I didn't talk about last week, I've actually been playing a decent amount of NHL for the first time in five, six years. Like, a long time that I went out of my way to actually play NHL um, on my Series X because of Game Pass and the EA Play uh, subscription built into it. And I was, you know, I was like, man, I just feel like playing, turning my brain off and just doing GM mode on NHL and just dicking around and, you know, just, you know, doing a fantasy draft, drafting a bunch of just all you do is draft prospects. So then, yeah, the first couple of years you suck. But by, you know, year three, you have all these incredible draft picks, not to mention all these incredible prospects from before that are now like, you know, high 80s, low 90s, and you have the best team. And then you just shit on everyone for like two decades. <laughs> so, <clears throat> uh, you know, you'll always have those titles to kind of balance out everything, bring in the revenue to, you know, fund some of the things that, especially on, like I said, uh, FIFA and Madden, and FIFA more so with, you know, their, um, with, I believe, what is it, FUT, like football ultimate team or something like that. Like their, their ultimate team, packs and things like that that generate so much revenue um, that, you know, those will fund experiences like Rocket Arena, like realistically Jedi Fallen Order, um, you know, things that aren't necessarily, that are more risks to them financially than not. Um, plus two, you got to think about EA and their push to really do the EA original. It, yeah, it's EA originals, I believe. Um, where they are funding and or I should say they're publishing, you know, a lot of independent titles, um, or from independent studios like Hazley Studios, you know, A Way Out, It Takes Two, Brothers, you know, all EA titles. It's just being able to. I think they're they finally kind of cracked the formula a little bit of. Okay, we we know or we've been eating shit for a long time and deservedly so that we need to more or less change our, not our approach to how we do things, but our appearance to how we do things. Because like I said, their Madden's, their FIFA's, their NHL's with, with the ultimate teams and things like that. Those are going to fund no matter what every other project for the most part, those are going to bring in revenue no matter what. So they can do a, Medal of Honor above and beyond, you know, a VR Medal of Honor title. Like, <laughs> like I would, I'm personally not going to go out, and I, I'm not going to go out and buy the newest Madden or FIFA, and not, I probably won't go out and buy the newest NHL, you know. It, granted, if it's on Game Pass because of EA Play, sure, I'll probably boot it up, but, like, you know, I'm not going to go out of my way and buy those titles anymore. They're just not worth it to me. I have too many other experiences that have a greater impact on me playing and investing my time into than those personally to each their own by all means. Um, but because of those games, you're able to get all of these other games that are coming out. Dead, the dead space remake, the follow up to Jedi, uh, Star Wars Jedi fallen order, um, new dragon age, new mass effect, you know, and, and realistically too, things like the mass effect legendary edition, like something that people have been asking for for a ridiculously long time, um, including myself, to be able to easily access those titles on modern platforms and clean them up a little bit, and you know, boom, there you go. You know, and I think they've just, for once, outside of that, outside of that fucking tweet and that joke, they've been getting better at just kind of letting 
retooling where they need to, letting, you know, hey, our consumer base have been asking for for a long time, you know, we've gotten so much into, ingrained into everything needs to be a live service title. It doesn't. Let's let's take a step back. Let's look at what we got. Let's start, you know, obviously we need to have those, you know, for shareholders and everything like that. We need to have, we're making way too much money to not keep making NHL's, you know, in the vein that they are. Let's put that, they're always going to as long as they have the contracts. But in the vein that they are, you know, we're, we can't not develop those. They make money hand over fist in the way that we develop them. With that said, though, you know, let's start taking on some of these projects. And, you know, okay, you guys want a single player Star Wars uh, title? Cool. We're going to give it to you. You know, and hopefully, I'm sure at first they were like, it better sell. Like, we'll do it, but we're, you know, we're risking money on this, which is a whole other conversation that can be had. But um, but to me, you know, them saying, hey, we're going to do this now, like, you know, hopefully, hopefully it sells. Hopefully you put it out and people buy it. And they did. They said, yes, this is what we want. It had Jedi Fallen Order had great sales numbers, which led to titles like, and granted, things like Squadrons was already in development. Like, all of these things are already in development, but sure, some of them are tweaked a little bit. Some of them, you know, you you see them at a certain point in probably, you know, 2017, 18, something like that, kind of switch and say, you know what? Let's start putting planting some of these seeds to just see how this adapts. Not to mention, too, games like Apex, which is one of the... Apex Legends one of the largest games in the world, realistically. Like, games like that, just, like... They just have the wheel turning, at, or like, just continuously turning at all points. They just... They're able to just put those on, not even autopilot, but, like, maintain those, give them new content, yada, yada. But... That, that to me, frees up so much revenue that they're able to then say, yeah, we'll risk of Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, we'll do... Let, fuck it, let's remaster Command & Conquer. Like, just things like that that I think is is put them in such a really valuable spot and really, I want to say, a decent amount of goodwill with their fans. Like I, like, I said a couple weeks ago on the show, I can't believe that I'm saying this, but... I think EA is in the be- is in a better position than a Ubisoft than any other AAA developer. Like saying that or developer publisher, like I couldn't believe I was saying that. Like I never thought I'd say EA is in a great light. Like I always think back to the blunder of Star Wars Battlefield Two and or uh, Battlefront Two. I'm sorry, um, which I know it's in a great position now. And as somebody who just recently in the past like year or so played through uh played through Battlefront 2 like and was playing some multiplayer 2 and stuff like it's great like the way that they redid that game the way that they retooled the game with monet like taking out the monetization and everything like that and really scaling it back and making sure people get a good experience first and foremost like deserves a lot of credit so you know ever since then like I think of that and I that's what you think of when most people think EA at that point but Man, I mean, it's just night and day difference now. I mean, it really is when you think about it. But that puts them in such a valuable position that they kind of hold the cards now. That, sure, we can continue to own our destiny, but if we want to make a bank, if we want somebody to buy us, 
we know that we're kind of in the driver's seat of that right now because, you know, now in two for an, one thing that I think is interesting to keep in mind, they're not obviously going to be the exclusive, uh, have the exclusive license licensing deal for Star Wars video games coming up. You know, Disney has moved that away to pretty much taking the approach of Marvel like they do with Marvel games and really having Lucas kind of rebranding the Lucas games um, and, you know, going and uh, kind of doing what they do with the Marvel game subsidiary where, hey, we're going to go and just talk to developers that we think are valuable and that do a good job and say, hey, what do you want to do? You're good at this. What can you what do you want to do within this space with, you know, R.I.P.? And let's talk about it. Let's find a way. We believe in you. You believe in us. Let's figure something out. Um, and I think that's really valuable. So it's, you got to think like at what point in the, you know, within the future, do you think that it's kind of like, you know, where do they go from here kind of thing? Where, yeah, they hold all the cards, they hold all the money, you know, they control their destiny of what they want to do, but at the same time, too, like, you know, they aren't going to have necessarily as many, you know, irons in the fire, necessarily, that bought them that goodwill now. But at the same time, it's also, the door's not closed on EA. They're obviously going to, as long as Jedi, uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, you know, produces well in terms of obviously critically, you know, is what I'm more worried about, but, um, but also financially for, um, them as a company, you know, that opens the door and keeps the door open for them to do more one-offs, you know, Star Wars titles, which I think is going to happen. Um, I don't think EA is done with Star Wars. Um, definitely not if the Jedi series keeps producing like it does, but, um, but yeah, overall, I mean, it's it's interesting interesting to think like just where EA is and how positive of a light they're in right now is so just <laughs> it's just it's it's wonky a little bit. It's just a little little wacky, little wacky. Um, but then even again, like you think about it, who would buy EA? Like, who has the revenue to that? I mean, I guess Microsoft, but. I think at that point, that's when you call Monopoly, like, or you're starting to, like, I think that's aggressive, you know, Sony, I don't know if they would, they would probably be able to get the capital to make that happen, but would they want to, given, you know, you look at Microsoft and they have such a bigger foothold in the market space of tech in general than Sony, um, at least from, you know, a market standpoint, and, you know, especially when we're talking North American with technology, not just video games, but tech, um, that it kind of makes sense, or, like, they have much deeper pockets. They're able to kind of, it makes sense for them to acquire something as large as an Activision Blizzard and, you know, potentially an EA or something like that. But would they want to really double down again on that and really you know instead of just doing this hey let's let's keep doing these really kind of not one-off deals but let's keep we like working with each other let's continue that um maybe not in an acquisition form but 
you know, because you guys want to keep your quote unquote independence from, you know, anybody, anyone's oversight. Um, you know, so let's, you know, we believe in EA play. You believe in working with Xbox. Cool. Let's continue that, you know, that pact and that agreement of, you know, EA play is in, included with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, you know, things like that. But who outside of that could, I mean, my mind instantly goes to Tencent um, or NetEase or, you know, some um, some more international partner that your gaming entity that I think would probably have the deepest pockets to do something like that, um, that doesn't have them necessarily tied to one console manufacturer. I think that's probably a big thing for them. Um, they don't necessarily want to be exclusive their IP to be exclusive on a platform, uh, which we've seen isn't the case all the time. Whenever we have these acquisitions, um, you know, there there's still titles that you know make their way eventually to you know or you know, hey, we had this agreement in place. It's you know we have to honor this by being a third or being a multi platform release on console. You know things like that. Yada yada. But I think that's probably a big thing for them, that they don't want to necessarily, we don't want to be tied down to one console. We want to be able to spread our titles as deeply as we can to make sure that they kind of reach everybody, um, every platform, PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, PC, Stadia, <laughs> as wonky as it is to say that, it's still being supported. So like, that's my biggest thing that I'm like, they're not going to move away from that. I, I can't see it. So a net ease, a 10 cent, something like that to me makes a lot more sense to kind of fall under um, where we can still see a lot of those games kind of be spread out. But anywho, I think that might be it for this week, guys. It's a shorter episode. I, like I said, it's a short episode this week. Um, recording back to back. Mike and I will be back next week. It'll be a much more normal show, a much more normal length show. Um, but it's also a quiet news week. And also I'm recording this pretty early um, in terms of for news to usually be happening. Um, so just a multitude of things. But I want to make sure, obviously, I got on talk to you guys. And um, I know it's a short one, but next week it'll be back to normal or Next week, yeah, I'm, I'm getting myself confused because I'm recording this out of, like, a lot earlier than the technical next week that I'm talking about. You get what I'm saying. But, yes, next week it'll be back to normal. Mike and I back on the show. We'll be all good. We'll be having our normal podcast, normal length, yada, yada. So, anywho, if you want to continue talking about the all the nerdy stuff we talked about today, EA, all the games that I'm planning on playing, which I'm going to talk about next week. I'll finally be able to talk about all the, all the games that I played on the trip and stuff like that. Of course, I'm your host, Travis White, a.k.a. Travelus, on most internet platforms, including at Travelus underscore, that's T-R-A-V-L-E-S-S underscore on Twitter. You can also find me streaming time to time on twitch.tv slash Travelus underscore, same as Twitter. Um, and if you want to play some video games with me on pretty much any platform, but specifically Xbox Live, you can do so at just regular old Travelus, that's T-R-A-V-L-E-S-S. And this, ladies and gentlemen, has been your newest episode of the Game Pass Gamecast, your weekly go-to podcast for all things Xbox, Xbox Game Pass, and of course, PC gaming, including news, rumors, and conversation around them damn good video games. You can catch new episodes of the show when they drop each and every Friday morning on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all other major podcast services. So be sure to subscribe, just raise, review us, all that jazz wherever you get a podcast at, and 
Follow us on Twitter at GPGC Podcast. Stay up to date with everything regarding the show, video games like, and our dope giveaways. And with that being said, that's going to do it for our episode this week. Thank you everyone so much for listening, sharing, and being a part of our growing community. Game on. Listen to the doctors. Black Lives Matter. And we will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>